0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today. I have loved hearing all your comments from last week's show with Mike Donahue and Lauren Daigle. If you have not listened to those, go back and listen. They are too of the best ones we have had. I mean, I'm just so so grateful for both of their stories and their thoughts. So, make sure you check those out. Hey, the music in the background for the last week, sadly, is from our good friend Mr. Ryan O'Neill, also known as Sleeping at Last, and this is the Enneagram Seven song. Uh We did Enneas Summer 2019 in June. Every episode about a different Enneagram type, and he let us use the music for that as well. So, thanks, Ryan. You're the best, man. Make sure y'all check out. His music, I just adore that guy. Hey, by the way, coming on Thursday is our Anya Summer 2019 Q and A episode. So make sure you stick around this week, and you will get to hear a lot of your questions that you've submitted over the last few months answered by an expert. Today on the show is another episode I think you're really, really gonna love. Sherry Lynn is a radio broadcaster, an author, a comedian. I met her a few months ago at an event, and I mean, it was like you're my people come on my show next time you're in Nashville. And luckily she was able to swing by the office today. And I just think the world of her. And I want to let you know that this recording sounds as best as it could. It actually is miraculous how my producer Chad was able to make this recording as good as it is because I really screwed up recording Sherry Lynn. So it is not gonna sound the quality of the shows we normally do, but the conversation was just so good. And Lynn was here in the office with me that that we decided we'd rather you hear it than not hear it. And we'd rather move forward and let you um, get to hear from this wonderful woman, even though I super screwed up the recording. So you can totally hear the conversation. It just sounds a worse quality than usual. So I apologize for that. That is totally my fault. And I still think you're going to really enjoy the conversation you just get to lean in a little bit. So here is my conversation. And again, I'm so so sorry for the mistake and that is on me, but I hope you will still enjoy this conversation. In fact, I know you will because it is a really good conversation with our friend Sherry Lynn. Okay, so you and Brant, how long have y'all been on the radio together?
1: Oh, wow, we started in 2012.
0: Oh, my gosh. So that's like having a, a work spouse. <sighs> I, don't, I don't think of it that way. I think of it
1: more as a work sibling. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's the that makes sense. The dynamic is that it's a very brother-sister relationship. Yeah. Very, very much.
0: Similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so he, he, he is on the spectrum, so he has Asperger's. Okay. And uh, I had never dealt with anything like that before. Um, I just remember meeting him and thinking, how wonderful and how refreshing he was in his bluntness. Mm. And I know everybody can't handle that, Yeah, but I loved it. And yeah. I loved the fact that I knew he's not, a, he's not a chit chatter. He's not a small talk kind of guy. Yeah, So he will sit if we're in a prep meeting or we're sit, he will sit silent. And I was so okay with that because I thought he'll say something when he needs to say something and yeah. he won't. But other people couldn't quite handle it. And so our, our relationship works well because I don't, the, the little things that people tend to need. I guess I don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he just is caring. Like the times I've listened in it, mm-hmm. y'all really care for each other. We do. Yeah.
1: We're very connected. That That is not a fake thing. That is a real thing. Our yeah. families are very connected and, uh, and God just did that. He really did that. When, um, when I joined the show, it was in Sacramento, California. Uh-huh. And, um, and it was t- tough because I moved out there. I'm not married. I don't have kids, and so I moved out there by myself
0: for the job. For the job. Wow. From Pittsburgh. So. Oh wow.
1: That was like a huge, huge thing, and so. And that
0: was 2012. Yes. Okay.
1: And that and that made his family my family because I didn't have yeah. anybody. I didn't yeah. Yeah. Thing. I had never been on my own before. My whole career was in Pittsburgh.
0: Oh wow. So. Were you already in radio in Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh,
1: so when I connected with him, uh, I connected with his family because I didn't know I, there was nowhere to go. There's nothing to do Just kind of, we all just kind of bonded. I'm really grateful for that. I think if I would have, if if it would have happened in Pennsylvania where my family was, I think I would probably, we may not have bonded that way because I would have done what a lot of people do. You parachute in the work and then you, you know, parachute back out. Yeah, that's right. Your thing. But they, they really became my family.
0: Yeah. And Brant is white. Yes. And you are not.
1: That's true. (laughs) I was wondering how I was going to tell you. (laughs)
0: I actually knew, but the listeners, this is all audio. Um, tell me what it's like to work that closely with someone who's had such a different upbringing. I would assume from your upbringing,
1: um, it, <laughs> it it's uh, it's not. I mean as as a minority you always do. So it's mm, very, very rare every time. Yeah, it's very yeah. rare that you're gonna go somewhere and you're gonna be, you know, in the majority. Yeah. So that is a dynamic that you always have. Yeah. Uh, to the extent that the person is becomes a friend And and like a family member, that is something for African-Americans that we typically do not do Mm. uh, for whatever, you know, reasons that have happened in the past and all of that. You you, you really, really, really deal with a trust factor.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So you think that... It, it, and I'm painting with a really broad brush here. So. Sure, sure, sure. But you're telling us your experience. Am, yeah. Yes. So you tend to think, okay, these are the things that have happened to me in the past. Yeah. These are the things that have happened to my family and friends and everyone I know that looks like me in the past. These are the people who perpetrated that. Mm. It's not fair. I know. But you just, you're aware. I mean, if, yeah, for if, sure. if, if, if someone that wears a red hoodie has mugged you 12 times, then not one time, 12 times a person with a red hoodie mugged you. The 13th guy with a red hoodie, is it fair? Maybe he won't, but you've been mugged 12 times with a guy with a red. Listen,
0: it only takes one guy in a red hoodie. (laughs) So 12 (laughs) is already being significantly (laughs) more generous to me than you need to be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So
1: you don't usually, it's not usually a dynamic like that, but because He and I, I mean, radio is so intimate. You're in the box. Yes. You're in the box together. And uh, he was so so generous to me mm. on the air, really. because that, I mean, I don't have to tell you this industry is ego. Yeah. That's what it is. Right. And so you have your place on the stage. I have my place on the stage and I hold my place, you hold your place. And then I may get a little jealous of your place looks a little bigger than my place. That, that's the, industry. that's the game. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's Christian or not. Yeah. But for him, he looked at the stage and said, where does she, where can she fit in? And then he made, on his platform, he made a space for me. Yeah. And to me, any African-American male I had been on the air with had never done that. So I'm a big girl, I have a big personality. I'll kick the door down and make myself yeah. a space if you give me a microphone, but yeah. to prepare a space for me and say, okay, this is where you fit. Because when I went to that job, I didn't go there to go on the air. Mm. I had been on the air my whole career. I was really just-
0: The one in Sacramento, you didn't go to be on the air.
1: I went there to help him. But
0: oh, interesting.
1: Because when I was on the air my whole career, I had gotten to a point where I was really just over all of it. Uh huh. Um, I just, I was over it. I was over the people. I was, I was just, just done. And I asked God, if you send me to someone who is smart and humble, I can build people up.
0: Like, I really think that you're like, I can be a great number two. I can. Yeah, I really. I, I felt that. Yeah. I still
1: feel that is that it, my best role, uh, like I said, I have a big personality, so I can. I don't know what that's like I at
0: all. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Except that's both of us. I mean, we knew it the day we met. I know. We were like, oh, this was meant to be. <laughs>
1: say that. It was me, you, and uh, Laura's story was singing. Yes, and yes. I told my mom, you know, we could take this show on the road. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I loved meeting your mom, by the way. She was so sweet. That was really cool. Anyway, sorry. So you said you were a big personality. You knew going yeah, into it.
1: I, I, I do better, uh, producing. I do
0: better ah, interesting.
1: building. I do better saying here's, here's how, I mean, I'm a writer. I'm a director. I can say this is where you go. Yeah. And so when I went to interview with the job for him, I saw, this guy needs help. Like he was so frazzled; his hair was all over his head. He's yeah. trying to do this, that, and that, and that. And He doesn't have. And I thought, I can, I can answer phones. Yeah. I can get his content together. I can help with social media. Mm. I can do those things. And everybody, and everybody, told me what a mistake I was making. That why would you diminish yourself? When I moved out there, everyone was like, yeah, 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 okay. But when they saw the role. Like, Interesting. Why would you diminish yourself and put yourself under this guy when you could. Like everybody said that. Yeah. But I felt called. Mm. And I was okay with it. And yeah. So he kept saying to me, hey, do you want to come on the air for that bit? Yeah. And when he would
0: ask. And I, you were just sitting back in the producer booth most yes, of the time? Yes. Okay. And he'd
1: uh, call me in because we had two different studios. He'd call me in. I'd do it. Yeah. And then I'd go back and do it. And it just seemed like more and more I was on the air and then. I never was not on. So, so yeah, he did that for me, and, and that, not just that, but just the person he is. I just yeah. watch him stand up for people. I watch him, um, just the way he purely loves. Yeah. And the, 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 the being on the spectrum gives that purity to it. There's no pretense. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. there's no, he's not expecting anything in return. And that's why when people are mean to him, he doesn't understand it.
0: Are people mean? Yeah. Oh gosh. Sherry, do you want to lose your mind?
1: I may have. Okay, good. I would hope so. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I have. I mean, I have a, I'm a little bit of a hothead anyway. But, uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a difficult. I've watched the way people respond to him and misread yeah, him and don't yeah. even attempt. Uh, to to get to know him and, and the beautiful person that he is. Yeah. Can I tell you a story? Yes. I was 19, 18 or 19. I was working as a bagger in a grocery store uh-huh. during college. And there was a woman, her name was Denise, and she... Um, she was a little, a little developmentally challenged, but I loved her so much she was mm-hmm. a cashier, mm-hmm. And so I would bag for her. She, I always want to find her shift, Yeah. Find and bag for her. And we would play prices, right? With the, uh,
0: Oh my gosh. To try to get, yeah. yeah. And
1: so she'd ring, ring the person up and then everyone ready, ready, ready. Yeah. Okay. And hit it. And then,
0: ah, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And of course, this is not the best thing when you're trying to move along.
0: <laughs> it's on. not the yeah. fastest. And yeah. She wasn't the fastest
1: to begin with. So yeah. we're doing that. And I remember the guy, his name's Larry. He was the the general manager there, he comes and says to her, tells her to speed it up, right? Uh-huh. And then he proceeds to blast her.
0: In front of people. In front
1: of everybody. Stores jam
0: Oh, Sherry.
1: And so I see her eyes. Well, it was her 19, 19 18, or 19 yeah. years old. And I said... And when I got off my shift, Larry, can I see you for
0: a second? Uh huh. Back in the back. That's impressive. You waited until you got off your shift, it is, though. It is, especially. That's when a now. that's like, a show of self control. Yeah. Maybe I thought I was horrible. The other party is like, everybody who needs these groceries back, I'm going to need about eight minutes. I'll be right back. Just, hold just stand on. still. I'll be right back. We're still playing prices. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We are, Larry, you, me, office. That's <laughs> exactly what I did. I remember his face was like,
1: who does she think she is? Yeah. And we went back and forth, back and forth. And I'm saying, you couldn't have brought her to the back. Like, why would you embarrass her? And he's, at the end of the conversation in his face, he's like, Sherry, if you don't like what I did, I don't know what to tell you. And I actually now can understand that uh-huh. an eighteen-year-old bagger in the general manager's office like sure. have it sure. But when you say that, that that's interesting because that is a that's a thing in me. It's a trait, yeah. It's, it's a thing in me, man. Yeah. I see a misfit or someone being bullied or something like that, I will completely Out. lose it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also think something Jess Connolly and I talk about is she's she is seeing in one of her children like a a, a pull toward a people group okay. toward helping homeless people Ah. and she's like, she's nine or 10. Like how is, how is she already like their whole life? They've watched her notice homeless people. And so I just wonder if your whole life you noticed people who other people, um, Underappreciated for what they had to offer, and that continues to be true. That that you you really see people that other people don't see as valuable as they are. I
1: think so. I hope so. I think um, growing up the way I did, I was um, I, we lived in the hood and projects until I was in sixth grade. Okay, and then my mom wanted a better education for us, so she found. Uh, the best school district around our area and moved us there, but she couldn't afford to live in that school district, so she got a trailer. Oh, wow! And a trailer in that school. District. How many kids? Just me and my brother. Okay, and then I was uh, I went to that school and I was the only black kid, and I
0: wow. remember
1: that experience I can still taste that experience, I can still feel uh, that. Uh, I mean, there's nothing that prepares you for that when you're 12.
0: Yeah. Cause if you're going, my guess is you went from an environment of a lot of people who looked like you yeah. to one where you were the only I one, was the
1: only one. And, and it was a hyper yeah, and it was uh, incredibly oppressive. And, uh, and I mean, k- kids do what they learn, right? And yeah. so whatever they've learned, whether they learn the N word or learn whatever they've learned, that's what they give. I, I, I didn't know that then, obviously you'll know mm-hmm. when you're 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it now. That mm-hmm. they, I can't hold them responsible, but I've told that story before where that kind of sheet.
0: I mean, isn't that hard because you want to hold them responsible? Because they like, probably have friended you on Facebook yeah, at and 30, you, and you're well, like, get out some, of here. There
1: are some that I was like, I accepted their friendship, and then I saw nothing had changed. Uh, and I was like, okay, no, but there's a young man. His name is Dan. I remember once I had gotten, I had, around
0: ninth or 10th grade, I had kind of mastered it. And so mastered what being master, in that environment, master
1: being in that environment, master surviving. Hmm. I don't think
0: write that book. How I mastered surviving.
1: Uh, that's good. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Can nice. I'm write that master house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenna, write that down for us. <laughs> we can co-write it. No, no, no.
0: It's all yours, girl. I have a lot to learn from you, so I want you to write it.
1: I, um, yeah, I learned how to. I don't. I don't know that all the learning I did was good, because I started to see people and things as chess pieces.
0: And, oh and I wow! Remember
1: thinking, okay, I can play that. I see what this game is now, so I can play this game. And at that age, you're just trying to survive. survive. I don't care where you are, who yes, or whether you have what, what people look like you or don't. You're just yeah. trying to survive. So
0: mm-hmm. I kind of learned that
1: thing. And
0: I was I was a popular kid. And and I would say I bet everyone could look back on high school and think of nine ways they didn't fit in, and one way they did. Yeah, yeah. You know, I so I, though, don't hear me saying that being the only black girl at a white you know, school is um, the same as me feeling. Like I didn't fit in with the soccer team. Not the same, not the same, not the same. <laughs> but I do think that's probably a where I felt it at two degrees. You felt it at 90 degrees. That,
1: that's, prob- that's probably a good analogy that way to say it was, It's, it's and it's hard to explain. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to explain because then you start to gravitate towards your group. Like there was a group of black girls and we, you know, once I got to high school, there was probably about eight of us. Oh, wow. You just kind of hang out. But I remember Dan... Was he was a quiet white kid and nobody, like, would associate with him at all. So he sat in the cafeteria by himself. He ate by himself. He walked the class by himself. So one Gosh. time I'm in the cafeteria and I go up oh. and it's me. So I'm loud and uh, t- too much in every single solitary way, just too much. And I'm like, damn, why are you always sitting by yourself? Come sit with us. And he didn't. So like the quiet
0: white guy with the eight black girls. The
1: rest of each school year. You're kidding. Yeah. And I can't remember Dan saying 10 words.
0: But he always Um, sat with y'all. He always sat
1: with us. And so I go. That
0: makes me want to cry. That is so sweet. Fast
1: forward to maybe eight years after that. I got a speeding ticket. I'm in the magistrate's office. A guy is sitting across from me. Head is shaved. Like big blue eyes. He's staring at me and I, my first inclination is, okay, skinhead's gonna kill me when I leave here. Mm -hmm. And he said, Sherry? And I said, yeah. And he's like, it's Dan. Oh. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and we hugged and we embraced and we talked. And that's that's what I mean. That's always kind of been in me. To what was he there for? I
0: don't, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, Dan, did you get you a speeding ticket, brother? Dan, you've been driving too fast through the streets of Philly.
1: I don't know what's going on with you, Dan. Right. God bless you. <laughs> May the Lord watch between me and me while we're out from another. But uh. that's always been in me. So it's interesting you said that because I, I am. Um,
0: yeah, because even Dan. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it it doesn't. It seems like you see people that other people don't see I, for who they really are. We all see Brant; well, he's a person. Okay. But you're seeing you're seeing him for who some of the bosses haven't seen him to be. I think so.
1: I think when you when you do comedy, I think that gives you another eye too.
0: Really? Why you
1: hover above? In, in my opinion, we
0: do love having comedians on the show. By the way, really, we have a little crew, y'all: John, Chris, Trey, Kennedy, you. There's We're another, just doing it.
1: There's another eye that you have. That I think comedy in its best form is prophetic. I think it, 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 and that's why I don't like when I can tell the political bent of a comedian, Mm. because a prophet doesn't have an allegiance to a king. Yeah. If it, because I may have to come and tell you to turn to die tomorrow. Right. Like my allegiance, I can't. You can't show allegiance to any king, either side. Mm. You can't. Mm. And that's why I, I appreciate the the comedians who've ascended above that and and take that place. Of yeah. your surveying. Yeah. And that's, who do you
0: watch? Who are the comedians you love? Oh, who are the comedians? Who's doing work right now that you're like, yes, this is good prophetic work?
1: You know what? I love this is and this is gonna be everybody, but I absolutely love comedians and cars getting
0: <gasps> me too. Ooh, I love it too. It's a, it's a On Netflix. Will you describe it? Just in case someone hadn't seen it, will you give a little yeah. understanding of what it is?
1: Seinfeld goes around, Jerry Seinfeld goes around in cars with comedians. In
0: and random uh, antique cars.
1: Yes, that he picks to try to match with the personality
0: yes. of the person.
1: And they drive around and he talks about the craft of comedy.
0: And they go to like a dingy diner somewhere yeah, in that he, town. And he
1: sees, really, seems really excited to be eating there. Yeah. He's really excited to have a cup of coffee. Right. There. And I love the discussion of comedy. From that
0: aspect. I do too. So
1: for me, it's it's more that uh, just sitting, listening to people who have talked about the craft.
0: What's the episode not to miss to you?
1: Oh, gosh, that's so good. What do I, I watch? I, I, I'm ashamed to say how many times I've watched the Alec Baldwin
0: one. I am a huge fan of Alec Baldwin. I am
1: too. And he tells a story about... Kurt Russell, I think it, it's something about the, there's, there's two or three stories and because of what we do, you like that someone who can take the language and be very concise with it. And again, I'm, I'm nuts about this stuff, Annie, storytelling, comedy, anything like that. I'm a geek about it. So I actually timed his story like really he, there's two or three stories he tells him the first time he was on the show
0: yeah
1: that he's in there in the car and <laughs> he says to jerry's jerry's like oh look at that truck of ice cream and alice like yeah that looks good and he's like you know i've been off ice cream jerry's like i know and alice goes you've never been fat a day in your life have you and he's like well no and he goes, your whole life is one unbroken boulevard of green lights <laughs>
0: It's a great line.
1: I couldn't stop. Things like that just grabbed yeah, me and yeah. just rewind, 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 yeah. rewind, rewind. So that's the for me that was the not miss one. Yeah, and uh, I thought that um, the Eddie Murphy one. In yes, was really really good because he was kind of open about um, not doing comedy anymore uh-huh. and being you know that being a regret. Yeah, that he didn't keep it going. Yeah, because that's a muscle that you have to continue to right press or. It, it, I mean, it will completely go away. Right. Then your nerves won't let you do it. Anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are two
0: Talk about uh, something that I deal with a lot that I bet you do as well is I will say like, we will have this conversation and go, Alec Baldwin. Yes. Yeah. And someone will email me and go, how can you be a fan of someone <laughs> who believes this, this and this and this, yeah. or how do you like someone? Mm-hmm. And then you'll have someone from the left go, how could you retweet a story from Fox news yes. or someone from the right go? How could you like outspoken? Baldwin. How is it okay to be f- a fan and a friend of someone who doesn't believe everything you believe? Oh my goodness. Um, how do we do that? Well,
1: I don't know. I think, I hope I do it. Well, I think what I try to do is, is put myself out there as a person who obviously loves the Lord, obviously 1000% if, uh, dependent on grace uh-huh. and, and not put myself in a position where you think that I put it this way: If tomorrow I was to get in a fight in Walmart, I would want—I wouldn't want people to necessarily be like, "Oh my God, I can't believe it." I want want people to be like, "That's a shame, but you know she." Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I put—I try to put myself out there, not as a person. Who there's just a space that I, I try not to inhabit. Yeah. So that people wouldn't have those expectations of me. Mm. Now that being said, being doing what we do, you can't be on 200 radio stations and not get those. Yes. Emails. Yes. And so I think the last one I got was about Lauren Daigle,
0: mm. who was just on the show. <laughs> yeah, really? we just had her on. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, and she, I think she's
0: doing a fantastic job. How old yeah. is she? 25, okay. maybe. Now, 25. Listen. If everyone could go back and make those decisions at 25, I wish they would. I wish they would get a chance. You walk in Lauren Daigle's shoes for a mile and a half and see if your toes aren't bleeding. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And
1: so that's what I responded to the person who, you know, said something to me. And they said it in a very kind way. Yeah. Basically what you said. How can you? Yeah. She, 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 she. Yeah. And I said, you know, I guess when when we talk about the story of the woman caught in adultery, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and and everyone analyzes that story, I think we automatically see ourselves as, well, the Pharisees, the one who won. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Or Jesus, who is telling her your sins.
0: Right. the woman. Yeah. I'm the woman. Right. So I can't
1: have the taste of dust in my mouth. And then, you know, brush that off and be like, now who else around here? Yeah. Spot
0: or something? yeah. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Let me tell you that how I feel about that story. I'm like, can someone go catch the man? Because right. <laughs> she wasn't by herself. <laughs> but... A different time. That's so, so true. We just may. We can talk hashtag, about that some other time.
1: They could have been hashtag, where's he? Yeah. Where
0: hashtag Where's he? <laughs> hashtag I wish someone would talk to him. <laughs> um, I also think it's super important. Something that I'm learning, and I I see you doing it really well. Is, um, it is. Friendship is not an endorsement of full behavior of another person That's right. because you're my friendship. You're, you don't, you may not endorse every single thing. You may not like the football teams I like, right, right. or you may not like some of the beliefs I even have yeah. around how I think church should run right. or like I get to have a vote. I don't, <laughs> but you know, like uh, it, that does not determine friendship to That's me. Right. Now, am I going to marry Alec Baldwin? No, cause he's married. Right, right. And is he, is he like my mentor in my life? No, because when we disagree on some pretty big things. Right. Can I be friends with them? Totally. Totally. Can I appreciate?
1: <laughs> this is a great.
0: Oh, this is a heart. very gifted artist. Yeah. And this this happens across. This is a Lauren Day. This is a an Annie Downs, a whoever, of like, can you be friends and not agree with everybody? Yeah. Yeah. I hope so.
1: Well, I mean, if you can't, then it'd be very, very difficult to know. How the light will ever touch darkness?
0: If you can't be friends with people who are different than you, you are in the cult of Christianity, not yeah, the faith of yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good way. Because you are only turned inward. Yeah, and and I just I'm, I'm not here for that, Sherry. I'm not even. I'm making some people unhappy about it, but I'm just not here for it. I am not here for only being friends who look like me and talk like me and think like me. Yeah, that, my life is so much better.
1: It, it would have to be. I, I mean, it, the, with more of the people, price, it would be like. A body with all arms. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We are all different. And I just don't have, I said this to a critic once before I don't have the body of work, my history, Uh my past. I don't have the body of work to stand up and say the things you're saying, right? <laughs> so my hist- my past, yeah. you could open up some of them closets. There's stuff falling out. Like, that's right. Thank God it wasn't a time with cell phones and, and all of that.
0: Was uh, not he so gracious to us was, that we did not have cell phones right. and Instagram as high schoolers? But I can't, but I can't imagine. You,
1: if I stand up and start saying, you know, you should and you should and you should, there's a Polaroid somewhere. Uh-huh. That somebody will be like, well, what about this? So I, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm only here because of his grace. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. So there's, there, I don't, I can't inhabit that space. I don't yeah. have that kind of past. Yeah. Other people do to God be the glory. You do do, do it and I'm still your friend.
0: And I just love the scriptures. Like it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. And so if I get to be friends with people who aren't like me, who don't believe everything I believe, Mm -hmm. can I trust that my life, Mm -hmm. the conversations we have Mm -hmm. are under the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's actually doing all the work. I'm just living my life in this friendship and the Holy Spirit will lead people to repentance. That isn't my job. That is not my job. My job is to be Friends, love God and love other people.
1: Yeah. I think we got into I don't know how. Like we, we we read the scripture about go make disciples, and then the whole kind of evangelism move. And yeah, we got into the whole notches in the belt type of thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like the whole altar call. Our whole, our whole life is an altar call. So yes, we constantly walking down our aisle, asking, us, what? Must I do?" Yeah. And that starts to really become about us. I yeah. Let this person, I love that person. I love this person. Gross. But you know what? The Holy Spirit can do His work. Yeah. Guess what? He's still doing His work.
0: And certainly being friends friends with you and being friends with me is hearing stories of what Jesus is doing in our lives. Always. I sat with a friend the other day and he said, I said, what What do you hope happens next? He goes, okay, here's what I'm manifesting. And then made a list. And I was like, you do that. Here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to write that list down and I'm going to pray. Okay. And I was like, so you do that. I'll do this. And right. we'll just ask God to make a way because he made your life. Because yeah. that's what he's done. in my... So just being friends with people, they're going to, if we're living wide open to who we really are, they're going to hear about it. Jesus, yeah. it's not that I'm hiding or you're hiding Jesus from him. I no,
1: I only breathe because of him. I'm right? Not, Come on, I, I am not. I am not uh, a same person without yep. the power yep. of the Holy Spirit. I yes, seen, I'm, I'm grateful that I've seen what that looks. What that person looks like. I've seen what she can do.
0: Yep, I know she, her. I she.
1: I, I live with her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thank God for what the Holy Spirit does. Yep. and he'll do it in
0: anyway. a I'm great. sure the same is true with your coworkers. But Jenna, mm-hmm. on the days when I don't spend any time with the Lord and I don't connect at all in the morning, I get in, I'm like, you're going to have a hard day because you need to know who you're working hey, with today. You want to come tell the story? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So why wouldn't I be friends with people who are different yeah. than me? They
1: need him like I
0: need him. Oh, they need him like I need him. When they need him mm-hmm. and I don't, uh-huh. that's when we Got think it. we can't yeah. be friends. That's right. Because we think, right. well, I, I don't need what that's they need. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, we...
1: That's a good point.
0: Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Sherry real quick to tell you about our good friends over at Third Love. Y'all know how I adore them. For all you ladies out there, this is the perfect bra, and you need one if you don't have one already. It has the perfect fit, and they use data points from millions of women who've taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with size and shape in mind for the perfect fit and the premium feel. And there's more sizes than most other brands. In fact, they offer over 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. And it's so convenient, y'all. You don't have to go to the store. You just find your fit with 3rd Love's online Fit Finder. You order and try it on at home. No more of that awkward fitting room experience. So after you take the Fit Finder quiz, which is so easy, it takes like a minute. Over 12 million women have taken the quiz and it's actually fun, it's not hard at all. And it's a 100% fit guarantee from 3rd Love, which I think is amazing. Every customer has 60 days to wear, wash, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, just return it, and 3rd Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need, which I think is a really cool part of this. And also, this is hands down the most comfortable bra you will own. Straps that won't slip and tagless labels so it's not itchy. And they have lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape and are proprietary to 3rd Love. That's impressive. Third Love knows that there is a perfect bra for every gal out there. So right now they are offering you guys our friends 15% off your first order. Listen, if you haven't done this yet, go now thirdlove.com/soundsfun and that is where you'll find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. So remember that's thirdlove.com/soundsfun for 15% off today. Okay, now back to my conversation with Sherry. want everyone to be friends with everyone. Is that stupid? That's my life goal. I want my friends to be friends with my friends. Cause I think when people fall in love with the people of God, they'll fall in love with God.
1: I agree. And I think if you, if you open yourself up to those kind of friendships, uh, you, you become richer for it. Oh, you, do. Gosh. And I, you know what the thing is when true. I moved to California. I, I didn't have that. Yeah. Like I, I I do what most black people do, which is you will work in what we call majority culture uh-huh. and do whatever you got to do. You may have lunch with Sally. You may, you know, go on a business trip with Judy, whatever. Uh-huh. But those people don't come into your world. Hmm. They're over there. You know what I mean? And I have yes. this function. So so I call it, when you know, a, what I call a lot of us have developed a functional hate, meaning I can go in and work with you because I got to pay rent. So I can go in and work with you and be okay. And so like we've learned to do that. Uh-huh. And then go home and be like, you know, I can't take another, you know what I mean? Okay. So when I went to Sacramento... I, I was God had to work that out in me uh-huh. it, was, it was almost a uh, it was almost like a Peter moment where it's like you know okay go over to Cornelius go where? yeah with who? yeah and eat where? what and, and I had to learn how
0: to man that was okay wait sherry you're teaching me something so important here what's my role in this as a white girl i don't do this i don't go into my black friends communities not on purpose i just think look i look we're here we're at the same meal do they invite you no, I don't know that, I don't know that, but I don't know that we've ever talked about it. And you know me enough to, I should go, now that you're saying this to me, I'm going to go, Hey, Amina, let me, can I come with you to church? Yeah. Can I, yeah, yeah. how about on Wednesday night? Can I just, whatever we were going to do for dinner, can yeah. we, ju- can you decide? Yeah. And you, I, I may need to invite myself in more. I think that's good. I think
1: Uh, you're very, very guarded when as, as an African-American, I can only speak as me. Yeah. Yeah. You're very guarded. And then we're in very heightened times right now. Sure. Um, then that's not me blaming anyone. That's not me.
0: Sure. 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 It's just the truth. This is
1: where we're at. Yeah. You have to feel it. Yeah. And whoever you believe the perpetrator is or is Mm -hmm, still mm -hmm. have to feel it. Yeah. And I, and I want to tell you that, Uh, Feeling it in this skin is different than feeling it in a skin that doesn't have this color. I'm sure. So you start to shut down and collapse. In, into your community mm-hmm. for what you perceive to be safety now you it, it's not no one's hurting you no one's but but just emotional safety yep. keeping yourself from the fear mm-hmm. and and the confusion and who's for me or who's against me uh, you'll just start co- to collapse inwardly and you need someone who says can I come to church with you okay to kind of break that up. And then on your side, what I would humbly suggest—yes,
0: yes, yes—I'm yes. asking that you, yeah—is
1: to understand that the offense, whether it is perceived or real, is is always bubbling under the surface. Like okay. you put a thousand black people in an auditorium and you say, "Who has experienced this? Who has experienced that? Who has experienced this?" The majority, if not all, hands will go up. Okay. Right?
0: So this is
1: this is what we've gone through. Yeah. And so. It, we have a we can I can have a tendency to perceive racial slight. like so here's here's what I heard, here's what I'll say I uh, I have a tendency to over diagnose racism. Mm. Because I've seen it so much. yes, if I start to see a hint of what I think maybe that's what it is, then that's racism yeah and then if you've never felt it, you I would need you to acknowledge your tendency to underdiagnose.
0: a hundred percent to be
1: able to say you you say well you know what I, I, I don't
0: I think we've taken care of it yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: that that because what you are calling me is you're calling me delusional mm. You're calling me stupid. You're calling yeah. even even when you try to say, "Well, I understand if that's what you see." That's not helpful any, either, yep. <laughs> because it, you're condescending. Like I'm, I'm a grown woman; I've had the experiences I've had. My mother is sti- is old enough to remember different fountains. Yeah, my mother still is old enough to remember sitting somewhere else. Yeah, so so th- it's it's not that far removed from us, even though it may be that far removed from you. So mm. if you have African American friends being able to just, uh, not feel like you have to have an answer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't Yep. or do anything that you did, which was wonderful, which is I'm not equating this with that.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Because sometimes
1: it, 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 you do that and, and, and black people will shut down. Yeah. Like, okay.
0: Cause that's what I was going to say to you as I bet you feel it as a woman too. Cause again, in a v- much smaller degree, there are yeah. moments where I click into being the only woman in an yeah. environment yeah, yeah. and I will say to myself, this is a taste of the meal mm-hmm. that Sherry eats. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, it is a taste. So I can go, oh, that thing of, I assume. Yeah, yeah. There are rooms I walk into with all men and I assume some things.
1: Yeah, right. And you do it for protection, right? Like yeah. Like to make sure enough- You're like,
0: goes. oh, I'm about to- Yeah, so arrow
1: doesn't come at you and yeah. you weren't expecting yeah. it. You start yeah. throwing all these walls mm-hmm. up. And so if you're friends with someone, I, I just would say, you know, be, be patient mm-hmm. with them. And-, and Sometimes they're going to perceive slight that you didn't yeah. mean. Yeah. And just kind of walk, walk through life. But there's no better relationship than Right. Because it, it softens your heart. My heart has been softened. So Mine you know, too. Like, yeah, you know what? Those white evangelicals, well, hold it, hold it, hold it. Yeah. That's not everybody. Yeah. I have friends who are not that. Well, mm-hmm. I, I would have never been able, I mean, full disclosure, I would have never been able to say that before I moved to California. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have had anything to say. And yeah. Not to say that I didn't have white people in my life. Yeah. It just wasn't to the extent. That these people are my friends, mm-hmm. and I'm really, really grateful to God for doing
0: that. Yeah, my hope is that the you know the moms who are listening whose kids are in school mm-hmm. with Asian kids, Black kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. Native American kids, yeah. African and it, mm-hmm. that they go like I want to ma- I want to make sure I know that mom, yeah, or that dad, yeah, or the there's just it. I feel like in my life, and I, so I can't put this on any other person. Mm-hmm. In my life, it's just a real good time mm-hmm. to like. Make sure my friends know they're my friends. Yes, you know, and 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 I am maybe a little bit of a late bloomer, mm-hmm. and so part of it is I'm a little bit of a late bloomer to like, oh, this is, this is something I can help with, okay. and also uh, that our culture is asking more of all of us yes. right now as far as being on the same team. And there's nothing
1: that that feels better than to, because you feel like you're always defending yourself. You, you feel like you. I know what it tastes like. If someone calls me the N word, okay. I've been called that many, many times. Really? I know what it feels like. I know your eyes. I know the position of your mouth. I know how you stood. I know how. You... So that if you don't use the N word anymore, but you say something else and everything else matches that, then I know you've found a new word. Wow. But what happens is. People will then come at you, well, th- what did they say? Well, are you sure? Yeah. Well, who's to say that? And what I'm trying to tell you is I the experience of it, not yeah. just the word, yeah. not just the, you know, hey, you know, whatever you right. say. Uh, it's, it's, there's there's an experience that is, that is palpable to me. That may not be tangible to you, Mm -hmm. and so please don't dismiss me because you don't see a burning cross in my yard. Yes. Well, then it may must not be, and just trust, try to trust that I I've seen it so much. Yeah. And, Man, I'm and sorry. then I try to be humble enough to say, yeah, you've seen it those 15 times, but this 16th time isn't that. Yeah. And I have, to, I have to be open to that. Mm-hmm. I, I have, And I, what I've really, really been struggling with, this is a struggle, this I have not conquered this in any way, shape or form, is thinking about Jesus on the cross. And we talked about this, uh, me and Brant talked about this on one of the podcasts about um, uh, forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't know what they're doing. And then that's that. Mm. Then it's finished. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they didn't repent, because mm. I think that's what I'm waiting for, for someone to come along and be like, you know what, I'm sorry. Everything you thought I was doing, I was actually doing. And that's not going to happen. It th- it, but it didn't stop the bloodiness of the cross. He mm-hmm. still forgave in that that suffering moment. Yeah. It wasn't because of repentance. It was paving the way. Mm. To repentance. And so that—and so he's the great offended one, right? God is the great offended one. And so he comes—he always comes to the offended one and says, okay, so this is what I did. So this is what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And now trying to wrestle with that, that forgiveness piece that he did, that's a very specific thing that I'm trying to—
0: this weekend. I read this scripture that talked about how Jesus um, one died for all. And so that puts us all in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's great. And I was sitting at brunch with some friends and we were talking about how there are times where that more often than not we go like, yeah, right. Everybody, shouldn't we all be in the same boat? Aren't you loving everybody else? And then people are mean to Beth more and I don't want them to be included in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Lord's like, I actually mean that they're in the boat too. We're all yes. Right? Like yeah, yeah. it's really easy for me to point and to turn my body in one direction go all those people y'all better start being nice but when I have to turn the other direction to the people who've used that word to you before or the people who have are are rude to Beth Moore online and are like they've said awful things I have to go like oh they're in the same boat as me too Mm -hmm. and I hate that I'm
1: wrestling with it I really am and I I want to wrestle with it it's just like with my my father um, when I, I was doing a talk show and the guy was said the book was about forgiveness. I remember this and I'm talking to him and I felt it in my stomach as he was talking about mm-hmm. forgiveness and realizing the deep seated resentment I had towards my father mm. and thinking and knowing that God is is saying, okay, now what it, my way is forgiveness. Are you going to take that way or no? And yeah. that's a decision. That doesn't, the process still has to happen, but that's a decision. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am going to do it. And, and the guy's talking, talking, talking like we're doing now, and I have completely shut down.
0: Oh, right. Your brain is, like, gone, yeah.
1: He's still going on and on. The producer's looking at me through the glass like, are we, what are we? Yeah, and I had collapsed inwardly because mm-hmm. I, I could understand, okay, you're in. A, and that was a process, man. That process was just brutal because again, I'm dealing with an unrepentant person. I'm dealing with a person who's not going to ever acknowledge what he did. So now how do I forgive? So, and and that's just going on in the line, you know what I mean? It's just never like, okay, I did that. Yeah. Done.
0: Look at me. I'm fixed. Yeah. It's, and I,
1: I wrote a book called unoffendable, which is a, masterpiece and it talks about that. Yeah. About choosing not to take offense. Yeah. And I remember the first time you talked to him. Before he was even thinking of writing a book, he just he had the thesis and he was talking about and we got into a bitter argument on the air. Oh wow. About like he's saying you can't hold on to your anger. And I'm saying, well what I, I'm not gonna pretend like I don't have it. That's uh-huh. you really get into trouble. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? that's right. And, and then we get into the whole like well introvert extrovert thing. Yeah I'm like well it's easy for you to say well just drop it because yeah, you bury it but I I'm a person of words I like to talk I gotta yeah. get it out of me Yeah. so we went Ben he's like but you if God did not hold on to his to you mm. who are you to hold on to yours for someone else mm. and I remember that and I remember wrestling with that and thinking coming coming around to it like you know what back on it you're right yeah. and, and so it's a continual process it always pops itself back up like, yeah. are you gonna forgive or are you gonna not
0: well, okay. We're going to talk about your book in just a second, but I have one more thought. I One of the things that encourages me in a backwards way when you tell the story of knowing the stance that someone's taking when they're going to call you something uh-huh. unbelievable yeah. Is that that gives me a little bit of hope that you also know the stance when I am coming to you, genuine in friendship, but I may say the wrong thing. I, I mean, not that word. No, no, that, no. that's never. No. no, no. But I mean, like where you also can read the stances of your white friends who yeah. are going like, this is me trying. Yeah. I, I, I'm bad at this because yeah. of how I grew up or what I'm learning or what I don't know. Mm-hmm. But my stance is I want to be a yeah. good friend to you, uh, even I, if I say the can wrong I can thing. Do
1: this. Okay. I had a friend, a very affluent, very rich friend, white couple. They were wonderful and I loved them dearly. Her, she and I would go hang out and do stuff yeah. and um, then the three of us would hang out and do stuff I love her and she would do what you said would just say things that I expected I don't know what people expect I really yeah. don't like if you've never been in it we are the minority uh huh People, they were, they we're not around them, so right. how in the world would they know what to say, what not to say, how to say it? How it, I expect it, right? But that doesn't make it any. It doesn't hurt. Sure, look. sure, sure. When you feel it, so she would say certain things and I'd be like, you know, well, why did you say this? How did she? Oh, I didn't mean it that way. And We would just go through because of what you're saying because I knew that she was a friend. Mm-hmm. And one time, <laughs> we went to. She wanted to see a Tyler Perry movie. Uh huh. Which just blew me away. Was, Medea is very funny. It's like okay. So she came to <laughs> pick me up. We went to a Tyler Perry movie in, in at a theater where there would be a lot of people that look like me. Mm-hmm. And we go in and we get um, our tickets, right? And then you go to the next step is the popcorn, yeah. right? And then you go and you give your tickets to the little man that's usually sitting there, yeah. And he tells us what theater, like theater seven. Yeah. We go down to theater seven. As we're walking to theater seven, someone runs past us. One of the employees and stands in front of the door of the actual auditorium. Uh And so we get to the auditorium, and she's like, can I see your ticket again, please? So, as African Americans, we are used to what I call extra verification. Like, uh, if I'm cashing a two thousand dollar check, I automatically block out, you know, an hour and a half at the bank because it's going to wow. everything but go get my dead grandmother, God bless her, yeah, and, and have her vouch for me. So that you just you choose your battles. You know that it's happening, You just kind of build that into who you are and what you are. But my friend is with me, and she has never gone through anything like that. Yeah. So. When the girl gets in front of the door.
0: I'd have been like, no. (laughs) (laughs)
1: We don't get to do that. (laughs) Right, Annie. That's what happened. She said, why are you asking for my ticket again? Yeah. So I still have my ticket out the gate. Right, you're ready. Let's go. Let's just go. Yeah. And the girl said, well, sometimes we need to. She said, sometimes you need to what? Uh Uh-huh. So, well, um, there are times when, we, you know, we need to be able to make sure that everyone has the right to, she said, I have never had to give, but she's doing it with that like sweet suburban smile. Uh-huh. So she's like, I have never had to give my ticket yeah. again at the door of the auditorium. So there's a line starting to form behind huh. and I still have my hand out <laughs> Get one hand of popcorn, and so I'm starting to realize she's not gonna. She's not gonna give, yeah. So I, I'm looking at her face is red, and she is livid. And so I just gently like tapped her uh-huh. arm, like, okay, just give her the ticket. Yeah. So she gives her the ticket. The girl, cuz the girl has to say face at this point. She's yeah. Like you're right. I was right being a be jerk. I'll be right. Out and leave. So she rips it, and we go in. And she is seething. Uh Uh-huh. The whole movie seething. Yeah. Three, four months later, that that's gone to me. Why? I got six of those in a week, so that's, that's the difference. Yeah. But to her, she would bring it up. Yeah. Just like when we went to the movies. <laughs> yeah. And that's the beauty of relationship. Right. Because right. Now you get, you got to taste what I taste in the space while I'm tasting it. Yes. that is So much better than anything I could explain to you. Yes. So when you say have these relationships, have these relationships so that you can feel and so that mm. they can feel mm. and be like, you know what, this person isn't trying to hurt me. Mm. They just all they don't know mm-hmm. what to say or what not mm-hmm. to say. So that's the beauty of those kind of relationships.
0: Yeah, man, I'm so grateful that you enjoy talking about this with me as well. It just it uh, I am in a posture of learning a lot. I want to learn a lot and make sure I'm doing And my friends who are listening, mm-hmm. we all want to do this better. Yeah. No matter what shade of human you are, we all want to do this better. The people who gather here mm-hmm. aren't the mean ones. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we can tell stories about the people who say mean things to me because they don't listen. Right. They're not here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone who's here is our friend. Right, yeah. And so we just are, we have kind of just made a group decision mm-hmm. this summer mm-hmm. that we wanted to learn better yeah. and be better. And so thank you for helping me learn Absolutely. and be better. And
1: what I hope I do is I hope I hope that I learn better. I hope that I don't posture myself like some sort of Expert and not know that my heart still needs to be soft.
0: Well, you are an expert in, in what it's been like to be you. Yeah. And so am I. Yeah. I'm an expert in what it's been like to be me. And so all I've asked you to do is tell, be an expert on yourself. And yeah. you've done a beautiful job of telling us that. Okay. Yeah. So, because I think there's no one in 2019 who's going, well, that is the full experience of every black woman, <laughs> you know, or like what Annie talks about every show is exactly what every woman has experienced. No, it's just mine. Yeah. It's so, yeah. so I'm grateful. Okay, we don't have a ton of time, but we've got to talk about your because it's just so funny. People just need to know. For men and women listening, get ready, dudes. It's literally, I want to punch you in the face, but I love Jesus is the title. The ultimate PMS companion book, Sherry Lynn. You wrote a whole book on PMS. I did. did. Tell me more. I couldn't, I, well,
1: (laughs) Brent and I were doing a prep meeting. This is where it started. We are doing a prep meeting and we were sitting in the uh, DJ room we're talking about what we're going to talk about. And I can hear a person in the room was scraping their um, their yogurt container uh-huh. or spoon.
0: Sure, just getting it out. Yeah.
1: And then slurp and then slurp. And I was PMSing, and it was like every part of my nerves were just being ripped in the shreds. And so Branch just talking, 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 and he's like, is there anything you want to talk about on the show? And I said, every 28 days, I want to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, He said, Is it anyone specific? (laughs) I said, No, not you
0: specifically. Right. And we talked about it. Yeah. Let's talk
1: about it on the show. Well, that is terrifying. Sure. On a Christian radio network, right? Yeah. But we found a way around it. And the floodgates just opened, like. And
0: when y'all moved to Florida? Sorry, I'm. We've skipped yeah. over that. We moved to Florida last year, but we oh, a, okay. Yeah, we had a stop in Pennsylvania, so we were from okay. Sacramento to Pennsylvania to Florida. Okay. And what radio station are you on in Florida? Um, gosh, we're syndicated, so oh yeah. What's your, so? The, what's the show called so people uh, can look Hansen it up? Show. The Brad Hanson yeah, Show. Okay. Hanson Show. It's and it's on Christian radio. It is. Okay. Yeah, so we're on, That's awesome. we're
1: on with, uh, quite a few stations across the country. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I noticed women were calling and emailing, and and, and I did. After
0: that conversation.
1: Yes. And then I had a, uh, I had this least nine list, a list of uh, my Facebook regimen and then I had a list of things to do and women that went viral and I thought, wow, this, there there is (laughs) a market out here because we go through it. It's the majority of our lives. Mm -hmm. No one ever talks about it, Mm -hmm. about it. We talk about the manifestation of it, yeah, anger and overeating and anything else you want to put with it. we never talk about every 28 days, this life's going to get a little harder. Yeah. And, and that—that's happening. Yeah. This is a chemical thing that is happening. Yeah. And I wanted women to feel not alone, because even in your women's groups and stuff, you don't talk about it, right? And then in church, it's usually—I'm not impugning this. I'm just saying it's usually guy up there speaking. Yes. So he's not going to talk about. It. He's probably a victim of it. So we. Just have- <laughs> that's right. he had to press <laughs> had to right. the stage so he's not going to talk about it so where do you get to talk about this thing that is going on that's
0: true yeah
1: and so I, I equate it with the Hulk like you just turned yeah. to you know what I mean this monster yeah going back to David Banner so I thought yeah I want to do that and, and so of course no publisher would publish it and uh, and I understood that I really yeah. did I did I who what Christian publisher is like yes I want to punch you in the face but I love Jesus yeah
0: yeah yeah that's
1: the next book we're looking for. yeah yeah so um a lot, I, every every publisher said the same thing yes to you no to this yeah and but this is a book I felt like God gave me yeah and I was great I'm grateful and you know. Uh, have the benefit of actually having a platform, yeah. so that I could do the book on my own, yeah. and it would, you know, do well because of the platform. That
0: Talk about um, how PMS affects people's faith, women's faith.
1: I, every 28 days, I thought I was backsliding.
0: Yes. No one talks about this—that that that you you feel like your connection with God is off. That is right, and you are not giving hormones near the near the respect they need. That is right.
1: That's all I wanted. Yeah. For I was late twenties, early thirties before I was like, oh, oh, this is a cycle. I so from the time I began all the way all those years, everything that comes along with it, I was equating that. With spiritual immaturity. Now, to yes. be sure, some of it was right, but it's it's a it's going to be harder during this time. Yeah. So that's what I tried to to put out in the book. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of people who say thank you. Yeah, other people who say you were just giving women uh, a reason to act poorly, and I said it's it's I want to punch you in the face, but not and. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if it was and, and okay, that's then a that's a problem. Yeah, like, but means I'm getting so I'm giving some consideration. Here yeah. God, please help me not to manifest these things. So, I talk about uh, Jezebel in the Bible and how she just can't be corrected. Uh huh. And that if you allow that every 28 days, you just allow yourself to be that person because this is what I'm going through. That will become you all the other days, too.
0: Oh, get that. that God
1: is always sending an Elijah to say
0: to you, Hey, no, no. no yeah. No. It doesn't have to be your husband. It it doesn't, doesn't have to be your boyfriend. do no, doesn't have to be your kids. No. It could be a girlfriend yes, or a, a sermon or a podcast you hear. Yes. And, yeah. and sending an Elijah to tell you yeah. together.
1: And if you allow yourself to run amok once a month, mm. that will become the whole month. And so I do wow. challenge women.
0: But yeah. For the
1: most part, it's funny. It's a short book so that you, every, I, I've had women say they read it yeah. every 28 days yeah. to kind of feel a sense of community. Yeah.
0: Are you going to keep writing? I mean, we got your next book title. What was yeah. it, Jenna? Jenna, did you write, she no, didn't write it, though. She didn't, she didn't. It's something about surviving, though. Everybody else knows. We've yeah. we just done a lot of work since then yeah. out here. We've been a lot of places. Oh, lot of we'll stuff. get it. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it. Uh,
1: you know what? I write for, I've never written for, uh, written a book. That was what was so scary to me. Uh-huh. I've written for stage and I've written for yeah. TV. So that's why I made a, a character in a book, Patty Michelle Sinclair, with uh-huh.
0: is a But anyway,
1: <laughs> I, that's why I did that. But um, I love, writing for stage. Okay. And so I love... That kind. So yes. So
0: doing stand up kind of stage. Or are you stand-up. talking about writing musicals, plays? Yes,
1: I've, I've written musicals. Oh written wow. A musical on race. And so I did this musical where it was a black pastor and a white pastor. They're both they went to seminary together. Uh huh. Their lives went different paths, and now both of their churches have no money. Oh wow. So they decide to combine churches. Yeah. To save money. Okay. And what that looks like uh as their congregations combine, as their families try to combine. Wow. A the musical light uh, for
0: that. And so yeah, I, I love that. that also that. sounds like a novel I want to read if. You you want to write that into a novel? Oh gosh, mm-hmm. you know, I and mean, you got all sorts of spare time. If you could just knock that out in your spare time, that'd be great.
1: Okay, yeah, Jen, do you write that down? You
0: got the rest of this day. You got, you don't fly home till the morning, That's so true. if you could just write a novel all right. this afternoon, all right? And I'll send it. Out. I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> so. Uh, your words are just really helpful and good and funny. And, so. and whenever you make people laugh, they'll listen to you. I mean, it's prophetic. You're exactly right. Yeah, I You're getting that. to do prophetic work. La- um, laughter
1: lets the words come yeah. and sit. Yeah. And that's very important to me. Yeah. So even when I wrote the play and then I did a, a comedy show, a whole comedy show yeah. on race. Yeah. And it was, it was funny. We had skits. I did it like a Carol Burnett kind of thing because I knew you'll take, this because yes. Yes. And so that's what I try. That's what I try.
0: Angela and Johnson and I have talked about this before. John and Chris and I have talked about before about this, like they can get up on stage and say things that I can Never say from yeah. stage from a preaching, teaching that's point right, of view. That's right. And yeah. I mean, they can say things about our faith and how we're behaving yeah. that people like laugh and then go, Oh, I hate that. He's right, yeah. but I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I do it, they're like, That is so offensive <laughs> that you would know, say that. If I'm not being funny, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. And so I think a comedy is such a gift. So thank you for working in that craft. Thank you. It is such a gift.
1: When are we going on the road together? I
0: mean, right. We got to. Okay, listen, here's the last question we always ask. Yeah. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, uh-huh. what do you do for fun?
1: What do I do for fun? I go to the beach. So I live... Are y'all that close? We are.
0: Uh-huh. So the
1: beach is something that I... That's how
0: I reward myself. How long's the drive door to door? Door to door to sand?
1: 21 minutes. Girl,
0: 21 minutes yeah. door to sand.
1: It's a beautiful drive too. So yeah. Right along the water. Do you go every day? I go... At least Saturday is my day where I'm like, this is my beach day. Uh-huh. It's that thing I keep on the horizon. So as I'm working through the week... I'm Sabbath. That's my, yeah, that's my
0: thing. So that's right. That's what I do for fun. I do that and then I, swimming, laying at the beach, reading. What are you doing? Reading. Just I reading. reading. I got an umbrella. What are you reading right now? Anything we need I to know about
1: comedians? So I don't like, know what that is. Yeah, it's a book that that chronicles comedy from the beginning here in America all the way through. Okay. And so I just finished uh, the SNL biography, which uh-huh. is really, really, really good. So okay. When, when I say you are about the I craft, I am. I'm yeah. Very, very, very into the craft. Yeah. But I love. The the craft of it. That's
0: amazing.
1: And studying that and reading that. Okay.
0: Amazing. So you just sit under the umbrella.
1: Sit under the umbrella. Because we care about our skin. And I, I love the I'm waves. I'm the same way. The waves. Yeah. Like, the sound and just that that's that's what I do for my downtime. Then. Yeah. And then family. Yeah. Always my people.
0: Is your mom live in Florida now too? My mom lives with me, yeah. Okay. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Where's your brother? My brother's in Philly. Okay.
1: And so he has two girls and I, you know, fly them in from time to time. Yeah. Because, you know, our auntie.
0: Yeah.
1: Who, uh, who doesn't have kids. Who I always told my brother, this is probably who's going to bury me. Yeah. So I got to make sure. They do you <laughs> want to get married? I, uh, I'd ask you that. Yeah, you do. Uh
0: uh-huh. huh. For you sure, have I do. Help at all? No. No. I mean, I've had seasons where it doesn't feel as fun, but yeah. no, I still—that's still what I really want. Really,
1: I would love that.
0: Okay, good. That's good for us to know, so yeah. we can be thinking and setting up with setting you up. <laughs> what you looking for? Tell us the man you're looking for. I'm looking for someone who
1: can handle this job. Mm.
0: Amen to that. That's,
1: that is, that has been the hardest thing. And so that's why, that's why I asked you, have you given up hope? Because yeah. there are times when I'm like, well, man, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. And then what is your life going to look like? Like those are the discussions I have with myself. Yeah. That's not, if yeah. that's not going to happen. What is life looking like now? Right. Yes.
0: And so I, I try to hold them, but bo- I'm with you. I hold them yeah. both at the same time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep.
0: Here's what I want that I don't have. Here's what I have that I do not deserve.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And, and that, that is the thing, right? Yeah. i always, um, I've talked with single women before, talking talking about how I'm always a little afraid I'm asking God for a king, right? So that like when Israel is fine, but it's like hey, are we gonna get a king or what? Yeah. And he's like I mean I can get you a king but that's gonna change everything yeah mm. get us a king we want a king Everybody and else then it's Saul king. When do I get a king okay here and ladies and gentlemen welcome to the stage Saul yeah and it just changes the trajectory of, of everything mm. and so I know people can say well that's all Jesus I know but what I'm saying yeah it, you're allowed to feel that, what you feel yeah, yeah. That, that I'm always a little where wor- every, everything comes with other stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so...
0: And there I'm, is a cost. Every yes has a bunch of nos. Yes,
1: that is right. So, and so when you've are when when you you know when you've gotten to a certain age, you start to realize that, mm-hmm. that that pie in the sky looks a little different. Yeah. You're just asking. Um, so, I'm, so yes. I'm, and
0: the truth is, either of us could have been married three times over if we just married any dude. That's fair. A- everybody listening could be married. Yes, that's, you just have decided this is the kind of man or woman that you want. That's right. And that person hasn't come along.
1: That is right. And someone who could handle this job... And not feel yeah. intimidated, and, and sure. not feel uh, feel in the shadow. Do you care
0: if he's older or younger? Uh- does he have to be in his 30s? Can he be in his 40s, 50s? Can he be in his 20s? Uh, 20s. Okay, not in, the, not in his 20s. 20s. I'm still kind of open to the 20s. I'm pretty open to that. Open yeah, 20s? I'm still in the 20s. You're the, 20s? the very high, uh, the high 20s, high 28, 20s. 28, yeah, yeah. 28, 29. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 0%. I'm not trying to raise him up in the way he should go so he won't depart from it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to raise a person. No, I'm talking 28 minimum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking 28 north. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I can, yeah, I, that, no, not 28. I okay, we'd have
0: to so 30s, to, 30s plus. Yes, 30s plus. Do you want a black guy? I do. Okay. Uh,
1: it's, should, are we allowed to say that?
0: Yeah, I mean, if I'm, if I, all I'm doing is getting everybody to collect, a, I'm getting everybody to start scrolling through their Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, y'all, get everybody, while you're listening to me, get your phone out, sc- start scrolling through your Instagram. And when you see a cute man that lines up with this story, I want you to DM his profile to Sherry that's a, and vice versa. That's, a, that's a good So we need to know if that's, if if that's a deal breaker for you that he's over 28, 29 and a deal breaker for you, if he is of your same race, that's great. I
1: would, I would like that. And I would like someone who, uh, who's just smart and funny. Like I want smart, funny black man. Yeah. I want us to be able to laugh together uh, and, and not take life too seriously. Um, and yeah. And
0: loves Jesus. Is that top? Okay. Yes. 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 Yes.
1: In a very, um, in a very solid, and when I say quiet, I, I mean, not that
0: he's... Of blind. his spirit.
1: His spirit is strong. Yeah. The, the, Confident. What I, I grew up in church, right? Mm-hmm. So what I've learned is when there's a lot of yada, 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 and a bunch of antics, usually that's less...
0: That's making up for something. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making up for something. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what people say about me sometimes, too. <laughs> Annie's got a lot of words. She's making up for something. <laughs> there's something lacking.
1: Yeah, people say... Well, I don't have people say that about me. Yeah. Usually they're like, just, can you pull it back? <laughs>
0: Just a little Okay, so what is the reward if if we find your dude? Oh my goodness. We all come back on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Absolutely. Okay, everybody. You get you got your marching orders. Absolutely. Find our girl Sherry, her dude. On this show. Let's go. Somebody out there is like, oh my gosh, this is my friend Daryl. <laughs> she had she just described Daryl. Bizarrely, Daryl lives in Florida. They're
1: listening to podcasts like Jay Quan.
0: Yeah! I got your girl. Jayquan, i a founder see maybe the Lord maybe that's what we start doing is we just start a dating service for all my guests oh, if you come goodness. on here and you're willing to be set up listen our people are serious about some things really? and one of them is friendship they you are our new favorite yeah. radio host it yeah. gets people are gonna get weird about you you're gonna like it oh, it's wow. they get real serious about it Danby Swanson the baseball player people yell that sounds fun about every game at him so really? yeah which I love he I loves that. it too he thinks it's really that. fun so we're gonna to find you that you know it sounds fun finding you a dude okay good let's, let's okay going. let's go you guys here we go <laughs> that Sounds fun to me <laughs> sherry thanks for being on the show thank you I, re- I want you to know how much
1: i appreciate this how much well, i loved you from the very beginning i felt you the know, same your honesty and sweetness and love for the lord well
0: and, you're very yeah, kind yeah. you are very kind thank We're you going on the road together that's right there we go Oh, friends, don't you love her? She's just so generous. I said to her after we stopped recording, um, there is no one who is African-American that signed up to be our teacher, uh, to be the white person's teacher on what this all looks like. But I'm just so grateful for our friends who are willing to um, teach us as we go and make us better at being humans and being friends. And I'm just so grateful. So, hey, make sure you grab a copy of her book. It's hilarious. It is available everywhere you love to buy books. It's called I Want to Punch You in the Face, but I Love Jesus. So make sure you grab a copy and give her a follow. And remember, we're finding that girl a dude. So y'all just start scrolling through your Instagram, start thinking through who you know and love that is Sherry's type of guy. And I want you to send them over to her, send her to them. Her Instagram is I am Sherry Lynn, S H E R R I L Y N N. Okay. So y'all just let's go. Let's find this girl a dude. And so just start sending. Send in her profile. Send in her profile to your friends. You know the kind of guy she's looking for. So also give her a follow. To her thanks for being on the show and how much you appreciate everything she said and shared and taught us. I'm, I'm really, really thankful. If you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. You know And Annie F. Downs. F as in falling in love. Because we're hoping Sherry's falling in love after this. We are finding her a good dude. It is not like a king over Israel at the wrong time. It's a king at the right time that's what we're going to believe for Sherry. So falling in love, Annie F Downs, all over the place, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I would love if you would share this episode with some of your friends and get this conversation to continue moving through our friend groups. And if you get a chance to rate and review the show, that would mean a lot. So I think that's it for me today. Friends, go out and do something that sounds fun to you and I will do the same. And we'll see you back here on Thursday with a follow-up to our Summer 2019, your Enneagram questions answered by one of my very favorite experts. So we'll see you back here on Thursday.